Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies. And I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi, everyone. I am a couple days late on releasing this episode because it was my birthday and it was really nice to spend a couple days away from work. I didn't do anything extravagant. I didn't party. I didn't go wild, but I did take some time to reflect on this past year, the year that I was 37, to think about what I want for 38, 39, 40 onward. And it was nice to just have some separation and some spaciousness for my day-to-day in order to be able to do that. So thank you for bearing with me. I also think this is a nice time to record the episode because today is a new moon. The sun has also now moved into Pisces. It's been in Aquarius for the past month, my sign. And now we're in a more sort of intuitive, feeling, emotional element, which is Pisces. And lastly, it also feels like spring is a little bit in the air. It's been pretty warm in New York City. It was in the 60s last week, which is really unseasonable, but definitely a welcome change from the months and months of winter we've had. So it all feels like a new, fresh start. So I'm coming into today's podcast episode with that energy. The topic that we're talking about today is your anti-anxiety toolkit. And what I'll be sharing with you today are some strategies that might be helpful when you're experiencing a high level of stress or anxiety so that you can explore these strategies and think about which ones might best suit the situation you're in. The reason why this has come up for me is I myself have been dealing with a pretty unusual amount of stress and anxiety in my own life related to work. And it's funny because I actually haven't really felt this way in a couple of years. I used to be constantly stressed out about my job, probably from age 22 (laughs) to age 36, especially when I worked for other people and I didn't always feel in control of my environment and I felt a lot of pressure from other people to get things done in a certain way. I've always been a people pleaser. So a lot of my work-related stress and anxiety came from wanting to excel and meet other people's expectations rather than pressure that I put on myself. And in the past few years, it's been four years now, where I've been running my own business, the first couple of years were pretty stressful, getting everything stood up. And then the past two years, I felt like so much more has been in my control where I am my own boss, I set my own schedule, I set my own goals, and those goals and activities are always related to my values and what I think is the most important work that I can be doing at the moment. And that has actually led to a lot less stress. So it was really surprising to me a couple weeks ago when I started feeling anxiety again. I couldn't even quite pinpoint what it was that I was experiencing until I texted a couple of my friends and I said, hey, 
do either of you ever feel this way? (laughs) And my friend Tessa was like, yeah, that's anxiety. You're experiencing anxiety right now. So then that got me into doing some research, as I always do when something is coming up in my life, to figure out, okay, what is stress? I feel like I have experienced a lot of it in my life. I've talked about it a lot. I've done a lot of things to try to offset the stress in my life. It's how I got into yoga. It's how I got into meditation. But I don't know if I've ever really taken the time to think about what stress actually is, where it comes from, and then also relatedly, what is anxiety? Where does that come from? And what's the difference between stress and anxiety? Are they the same thing? And what do you do when you're experiencing both? Are there strategies that are different for either one? So I spent early last week reading a couple books. I'll link to both of these titles in the show notes. The first one is called Stop Overthinking. 23 techniques to relieve stress, stop negative spirals, declutter your mind, and focus on the present by Nick Trenton. And the second is called The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal. Why stress is good for you and how to get good at it. Okay, and here's the first thing that I learned that that was really interesting is that stress is actually the external pressure that we feel for whatever reason, right? So stress is external, whereas anxiety is the internal experience of that pressure. So essentially, stressors are things that are usually outside of our control, and then anxiety is what happens once we internalize that stress ourselves. And every person deals with stress and anxiety differently, and that's why Two people might be in the same stressful event, but then deal with that event in completely different ways because the way that we express anxiety depends on the different inner resources and thresholds that we all have. And what the book that I first mentioned, Stop Overthinking, says is that it's not the load, but how you carry it. Right, So it's not the load, which is the stress, but how you carry it, which is anxiety. The second thing I learned, which was actually pretty interesting, is that there is a stress performance curve that basically says that stress is not always a bad thing, right? When we have super, super low stress, when we're under stressed, then it can make us a little unmotivated, listless, too laid back, maybe even bored. We're not learning anything. We're not growing. We're not changing. And so there is a zone where there's some amount of stress that's optimal, where you're being pushed to grow in some way. And that under that pressure, it can also make you more creative, more productive, more focused. You can actually feel more motivated and engaged sort of this idea of being in the zone, but then there's a point at which that tips over into being not helpful at all, right? So if you're experiencing too much stress, you're overstressed, then that's when you start to feel overwhelmed, burnt out, exhausted, anxiety, etc. And so I think that it's important to look at all of our own lives and ask ourselves, okay, what is the optimal 
amount of stress that I want in my life and remembering that stress is an external pressure. So what percentage do you want to be pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone? How often do you want to be doing that? What do you want the daily feeling of life to be like? How much of it do you want to feel as comforting and as predictable? And what percentage of it do you want to feel a little unpredictable, right? A little bit scary and exciting in a good way. And then from there, we can think about anxiety as a separate thing, right? Because remember, they're separate. Stress is the external pressure that you experience, whereas anxiety is the internal experience of that pressure. And so the ideal state is actually to have some stress, an optimal amount of stress in your life, and not very much anxiety, low anxiety, medium stress, low anxiety. And so what this podcast episode is about today is about how to be in those midpoint stressful situations and to also give yourself tools so that your experience is one that is energizing, accretive, invigorating, productive, and motivating, but not pushing you to the point of overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. As everyone who listens to this podcast knows, I love a good framework. I love some good acronyms. <laughs> I love really structured ways of thinking about emotional issues and challenges. And so this episode is no different. We are going to be using a framework, and that is the four A's, like the letter A as an apple. And this is something that I picked up from that book, Stop Overthinking. And it's originally a concept that was created by the Mayo Clinic. And each of the four A's is a different strategy for working with anxiety. And those four A's are avoid, alter, accept, and adapt. And that's what we'll be talking about today. Okay, so before we hop into the actual framework, I want you to think about what is creating the most stress in your life right now. So maybe it's your relationship, maybe it's work, maybe it's your situation with your family of origin, whatever it might be, what is the place that feels most stressful in your life right now? I want you to keep this in mind as we work through the four A's so you can think about how you might apply each one to your situation. And so now I want you to think about your situation and rank how optimal you think the stress is. So are you in an optimal stress zone where you feel energized, motivated, or creative? Or has it tipped over into being overstressed where you're starting to feel panicked, anxious, and burnt out? As I mentioned before, my issue is work-related where there's just so much work on my plate right now. I context switch a lot. So my primary job has been as an executive coach and I've brought on some new clients recently. Plus for the first time in probably a year, I've been opening the door to more conversations of people who are interested in coaching and me thinking that I might take them on. I've said no historically for the past many, many months in the past to new clients because my roster has been so full, but I've been opening the door again. So that's been creating a new work stream. I am now doing a lot of promotion stuff for my book. So getting ready to gear up with marketing. 
and PR. And I've also been completely overcome by ideas from my second book. That's taken up a lot of time. And of course, there are a couple of other clients who I do non-coaching work for. And there is also this podcast and my Instagram account, which, you know, are more labors of love. (laughs) They are not really like my job job. I just really love doing them and I love expressing myself in that way. And so there's just a lot going on. I think previously I have felt really energized and motivated by this work. I've loved setting deadlines for myself. I've loved pushing myself to try and build new skills that I didn't have before. But recently, just in the past two or three weeks, I think because I've just been working so much, really long days and context switching a ton, is I'm starting to feel more burnout, more anxiety when I sit down to work. And it's less this feeling of, wow, what can I create today? And more a feeling of like, wow, can I actually do this? Am I capable of doing all these things? Is this going to be any good? And I can really feel the effects of burnout, whereas I've always been really confident about my work output and my work product. And one of the major symptoms of burnout is starting to feel less good about yourself and your work. So burnout can really take a hit onto your self-esteem. And I've been feeling that. I've been feeling that it's really different from how I normally am. And I know that I want to move my stress back into that zone of optimal creativity, excitement, and focus. And so the first letter A that we're talking about is avoid. So that is your first tool in this anti-anxiety toolkit. So what it means to avoid can actually take two forms. So the one is the most literal and the most obvious, and that's just to try to cut out the stressors from your life. Can you avoid all those stressors in some way? So if it's a person who is stressing you out, can you see them less? Can you set some boundaries with them? If it's work that's stressing you out, what can you take off of your plate? What can you punt to next month? If it's your physical home that is giving you stress, Can you do something to fix the problem or to spend less time there? It's pretty simple. It's this idea of how do you get rid of the things that are stressing you out? And the second way that we talk about avoid as a tool is can you take some breaks from that stressor? Can you escape a little bit from the people or the situations that are bringing stress into your life? Can you do that by exercising, by going on vacation, by taking an evening to play games and not think about your work or your relationship that's stressing you out. It's walking away from situations that feel overwhelming and breaking the emotional loop. And so that can be through going for a walk or through listening to music or by calling a friend and venting to them and getting it out of your system. And so avoid is essentially giving you two options to do this. One is to eliminate the stressor from your life, to avoid it by getting rid of it. And the second is to avoid it by doing something else, by taking your attention and your focus away from that stressor and putting it in more fulfilling and productive places. For me personally, a big part of using avoid as one of those tools in my anti-anxiety toolkit is in really practicing my boundaries. And those are boundaries with myself and boundaries with other people. 
And it's learning how to say no. It's learning how to put my health and my well-being first. It's learning also how to say no to myself. And instead of pushing myself to work for two or three hours later in the day, knowing that I need a break and putting a boundary and saying, okay, what you're doing is not productive. You need to take the rest of the day off, cook yourself a meal and focus on getting some R&R. So now I want you to think about where and how you can apply this first toolkit of avoid towards your stressor. Is there a way for you to get rid of some of it in your life? Is there a way for you to put up some boundaries so you don't have to be exposed to the stressor as much? And finally, if not, if there's no way to avoid it in terms of getting rid of it, can you avoid it from escaping a little bit? Can you put your attention onto other places in your life that are not stressful and actually feel nourishing and rewarding? And of course, I want to say that there are healthy and unhealthy ways that you can use this tool. So it may not be the best thing to just sit in front of your TV and watch Netflix for 12 hours to avoid doing what you have to do. It probably isn't the greatest thing to be drinking a lot or smoking a lot every night to avoid the feelings of stress you have around work or family life. And it's not that we shouldn't ever do those things. I think we all can raise our hands and say that we've done our fair amount of escapism in our lives. And it's really just about asking yourself if those avoidance strategies are creating more or less stress in your life. Because sometimes it actually feels less stressful just to deal with a situation directly rather than avoiding it consistently over a long period of time. So I would say that if you are spending more than 48 hours running away from the stressors in your life, then it's time to come back to the stressor and address it directly, which now brings us to our second strategy in the toolkit, and that A stands for alter. And what alter means is how can you change that stressful situation? So if it's work, is there a way to permanently change the scope of your role so that it feels less stressful to you? Is there a way that you can suggest amending the operational processes or the way that you collaborate with your teammates so that the work feels less stressful and more frictionless? If it's a person who is stressing you out, can you tell them directly about the anxiety that you feel about your relationship and see if they'd be willing to make some changes to create a less stressful dynamic? If there's more existential stress on your life that you're not sure where you're going or what you're doing and that's causing some amount of low latency stress in your life, then what can you do to face those questions head on? What can you do to create more certainty and more clarity when it comes to what you want? And what I really love about this particular tool is that it reminds us that we actually all have a lot more agency and a lot more power and choices than we think that we do. We are so used to high amounts of stress in our lives, we've all become pretty desensitized to stress, that we're actually willing to put up with quite a lot of it, right? And we'd rather actually live with that stress then rattle the relationships in our lives or potentially invite in conflict. 
And so what we're doing there is we are accepting a persistent, low-level amount of stress in our life always over a very, very long period of time rather than taking a big hit at once to maybe deal with some conflict, bring in a lot of stress, and then fix whatever problem is staring you in the face. So an example might be, let's say you've been with your partner for seven years and you know that it's not really probably working even though you live together and your families all love each other. It's for the past couple of years, you've been dealing with a lot of stress in your life because you're in a situation that you know isn't right. You're afraid to change anything about it because you don't want to create more drama and more conflict in your life. But really, if you just accept that there's going to be a high level of stress in the immediate term while you're making changes to your relationship, then from that point forward, maybe three months later, you will be able to live a completely stress-free life. And it's interesting because I know so many people who are in situations, whether it's with their job or with their relationships or with their family, where they would rather not cause a ruckus. They would rather not make a fuss and bring something up that would, in the short term, aggravate lots of other people, but rather they say to themselves, I'll just live with this stress. I'll just take it on for myself. And what I want to remind you and to tell you is that your own sense of peace is so important and no one is out there protecting your peace except for you. You're the only person with that responsibility. So therefore, you have to put your peace and your well-being first. You really do. It is your job as a human to do that. You have to take care of yourself. And what this second tool, alter, reminds us of is that changing the situation that we are in, no matter how overwhelming or daunting it may seem, is a wonderful antidote to the anxiety that so many of us feel about our lives and the structural ways that our lives are set up. So now I want you to reflect on your own stressful situation and what is something that you want to change? Imagine that you could snap your fingers and get rid of these stressful elements. Think about it. What would it be? And now think about how you can do that and know that it may not always be smooth sailing. It'll probably be super uncomfortable and ruffle some feathers, but know that you are doing it for the greatest good of yourself and the other people in that situation in the long term. Okay, so now the third A that we have in the toolkit stands for accept. And so this tool is great for when you've tried the first two tools, you've tried to avoid and you've tried to alter the situation and neither of those two things are working, right? Like you cannot avoid the stressor in your life and you cannot change the stressor in your life. And so a great tool to turn to is this third one of accept. And what accept means is that you can accept that you are here in this situation. And this doesn't mean that you have to like the situation. It doesn't mean that you have to be excited about it or on board. All it means is that you acknowledge that it is happening. So you can hate it. You can lament the hand that you've been dealt. You can feel frustrated. You can feel as angry as you want. But at the end of the day, you also have to admit that this is where you are. And what you can say to yourself is, I hate that this is happening to me. And I also accept that I am here. I hate that I'm in this position, but also I accept that this is where I am right now. And this is really important because this tool 
is not about repressing your feelings or emotions. It is not about invalidating how you feel about the situation. It's not about expecting you to wake up and suddenly feel excited or happy about this stressor in your life. That would be really unreasonable and also very unproductive. All this tool asks that you do is to accept the situation. And by accepting, you bring yourself back into the present moment. You let go of regret about the past, about thinking about all the things that you could have done differently. You stop overthinking about situations that you maybe could have changed, words that you should have said, actions you should have taken that could maybe prevent you from being here today. You let go of all of that. You let go of guilt and regret. You stop playing out the counterfactual of what could have happened if you just behaved differently. Instead, you let all of that go and you say, you know what? The past doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. I'm not even thinking about that anymore. What I'm focused on is that I am here right now. This is the situation I am in and I accept that. And I personally find this tool to be so powerful and so freeing because then once I've accepted that I'm in the situation, it allows me to let it all out to admit that I'm here, admit that it's painful, and then I let myself feel all the feelings that have been trapped inside. I can cry and cry and cry and cry. I can be angry and letting myself feel all the feelings is so powerful. This happened the other day where I think I had just been feeling a lot of regret about ways that I should have handled things in the past related to my work, you know, different decisions I could have made, etc. And once I decide to stop overthinking, to stop fixating on the past and to just be here in the present moment and accept where I am, I just cried for a whole day. And it was like all these feelings that had been buried underneath denial or underneath regret were finally free to come out. So now I want you to ask yourself how you can do the same. Have you been in a little bit of denial about your situation? Instead, how can you bring yourself to now and how can you let yourself fully express all the emotions that you feel about your situation in a way that is cathartic and liberating? Okay, and so finally, we have our fourth and last A in this anti-anxiety toolkit and that A stands for ADAPT. And this is about making lasting changes to your worldview, your goals, or your perceptions. So if the second A, alter, is about trying to change the situation itself, then this last and final A, adapt, is about changing yourself. Alter is about changing the external world, and adapt is about changing your internal world. And really, this is the tool. This is the tool that we need when the other ones don't work. When we've tried to avoid the situation and we can't. When we've tried to alter and change it, but we keep hitting dead ends. When we try to accept it and let our feelings out and that still doesn't make us feel better. Then adapting is about changing our inner world so that we can better cope with the stressors in it. So an example in my own situation is I really wanted to take Mondays and Tuesdays in February to work on sketching out my new book because I've had a lot of great ideas coming to me very heavy and fast recently. 
And I started to get really frustrated because basically all the Mondays and Tuesdays of my weeks were getting filled with things I wasn't expecting. So it was work that had suddenly come onto my plate or new commitments that I had that I had to prioritize first. And I was getting so annoyed and so frustrated and so stressed out that I wasn't going to get this done in time. And so instead, what I decided to do was to adapt trying the other strategies in my toolkit of avoid, alter, and accept. They weren't really working to reduce my stress level, so I decided to change my goals and my worldview. And I said, you know what? If I don't finish this book proposal for my new book in February or March, that's okay. Whenever it's the right timing, it will be the right timing, and a window will suddenly emerge when I'm able to really focus and concentrate on my new book. And suddenly I felt a lot lighter (laughs) and it really worked. Think of the situation in your life where you're feeling the most stress and ask yourself how you can make changes to either your worldview, your goals, or your perceptions and expectations that will reduce some of the stress that you're feeling in your life. My brother said something really interesting the other day where he was talking about our mother, who is a source of a lot of stress in our lives. And I find it stressful interacting with her because she's really unpredictable and unstable. And he said something that was really mature. And he said, you know, when I talk to her, I don't really think that I'm talking to my mom. I just tell myself that I'm talking to a person who probably has borderline personality disorder. And so in adapting his own expectations for her, it reduces a lot of that cognitive load, that stress he feels in talking to her and having the expectation that she show up in the way that you would imagine a mother would. And I really love this fourth and final tool in this toolkit because what it says to you is that you may not be able to control your situation You may not be able to avoid it. You may not be able to alter it. And maybe you're not even able to accept it, but you can always take action within yourself. So it's not about the load, but it's about how you're carrying that load. Okay, so that's it for today. Those are the four A's of your anti-anxiety toolkit. And just as a quick conclusion, the first is avoid, which is about getting rid of the environmental stressors in your life. And if that doesn't work, then maybe turning to some escapism in a healthy way. So exercising or saying no, setting boundaries, putting your attention on things that are more nurturing and more nourishing instead of the things that are causing you stress. Number two, alter. So what can you do to actually change the situation? What can you do to talk to people in your lives where you're switching up the dynamic or changing the environment that you're in? Number three, accept you continuing to dislike the situation, but at least acknowledging that that is where you are in the present moment. And then finally, adapting. So that's how you can make lasting changes to your worldview, your goals, or your expectations. So I hope that this is all helpful as you're working through your environmental stressors. And I want to wish everyone a happy new moon today. And thank you all for sharing the last couple weeks podcast episodes on social media. I saw a big spike. So I'm so glad that everyone is doing that. I really appreciate you. And lastly, as we always say, remember to love yourself, listen to yourself, 
and say yes to life so that life can say yes to you. 